In today's episode, I am chatting with Brittany Dixon of Brittany & Co. Consulting. Brittany really works with entrepreneurs and helps business owners avoid burnout by really helping them with minimalizing their business and productivity systems so they can do more in less time. She also has a big background in helping families and she is a minimalist herself. So we talk a lot about how she has built that into her family structure, especially as the mom of two busy twin girls. So it is a fascinating conversation. Here we go. Welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp, and each episode I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Brittany, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Could you start by introducing yourself, who you're a mom to, what you do, all of the things? Absolutely. Um, So my name is Brittany Dixon. I am a CEO of Brittany & Co. Consulting and mom of twins. So I have twin girls, Kenna and Layla. Uh, They're nine going on 14 at the time of this recording. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, we live right outside of Columbus, Ohio and a little small town of London. Um, my husband and I, and then we have two dogs as well. We have two mini golden doodles, Lucy and Riley who have to join in on all the fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm actually a business minimalist and productivity consultant. So I essentially help small business owners really to streamline the backend operations of their business so that they are able to free up time and do what they do better. Um, but yeah, I've been in business for about seven years. It has looked very different as a roller coaster. I actually started off organizing houses. The business mm. was called clutter control. Uh, previous to that I was an event planner and then it kind of transitioned into this, um, business organizer role instead. So I'm just an organizer by nature. I've always been like type a, all the checklist, color-coded binders, all the things. Um, but yeah, I just, I love what I do now because it's very remote. So I can kind of work from anywhere. We can do lots of traveling and I get a lot more time with my kids now. So it's great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have about 50 questions rolling on through my head. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, how do you, blah, here we go. <laughs> what, makes you like where do you think that organizing gene comes from how did you find this passion for organizing and just basically I really want to know how you do it for yourself (laughs) yeah I don't know I think I had to have been born with it in some capacity um I mean I think when I had the twins I was kind of forced into it because like it's Mm. not really a luxury to be organized you kind of have to it's like you need systems Yeah, Yeah. you need systems to live with twin babies. Um, So I think a lot of that came into play. But I mean, I was that like weird 16 year old with like color coded binders and labels. And my friends were always like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. This is just how my brain works. (laughs) See, I love that stuff too. But then it don't doesn't really play out in the rest of my house. (laughs) Well, so I also I became a minimalist probably like six years ago, five years ago. Mm. Um, It was very interesting when I was doing the in-home organizing 
I, I mean, I had people paying me thousands of dollars to come and organize their stuff. Right. And then I watched the minimalism documentary mm. and it just like completely changed my mindset. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I, people are paying me thousands of dollars just to move stuff around that they don't even need. And it's causing them stress. And mm-hmm. I mean, the storage industry is insane, insane. like billions yeah. of dollars. Right. And I just realized I'm like, the stuff around my house stresses me out. So why do I keep it? So Mm. we went on a journey and started deleting so many things. Um, now I will say that's more difficult with my husband and kids, obviously, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we've contemplated living in an RV. So I think we all have to become more minimalistic. (laughs) Yeah. That would, that would take a lot of minimalism for sure. And systems. Absolutely. That's, it must be interesting to, experience like going into other people's homes and seeing what they're struggling with and then realizing that you need to do it for yourself you know like you you really do because that's yeah that would really drive it home it was it was very interesting I worked with actually one of my first clients was a hoarder Um, I probably got a little far in over my head with that one because it's kind of a whole different scale of like organization and, and things so just really seeing that and seeing like how much stuff means to people that was like, Oh my goodness. Like Mm -hmm. just to have all the stuff around you. So that, that was a big one. And then the, the documentary that I watched, the guys were actually from Dayton, Ohio. So real close to me. And essentially his mom had passed away and his marriage ended. He was like this big, uh, retail guru and like basically went from having everything to having nothing very quickly. Mm. And had to like unpack his mom's house. And he's like, we're literally just working our lives away for stuff that then stresses us out. So right. wow. <laughs> yeah, so just a couple of those few shifts. And I was like, you know what? It's so true. Like we just work our lives away to buy stuff mm-hmm. and then it stresses us out and we have to clean it and declutter it. And it's just this whole cycle. So um, yeah, I kind of went through that in the house side of things. And then it kind of followed me into the business side. And now I do like, minimalist business strategies and productivity. So, so I want to talk about less is more, (laughs) but first I want to know you have a husband and twins. So what does a day in your life look like? What does shopping (laughs) look like, you know, for all of those things, like let's talk mom life and then we'll talk business life. Yeah. So I don't go shopping. I actually hate shopping with a passion. (laughs) Have you always hated shopping? like been a huge shopper I think before that I was a little bit more like I would go to Target and like you know go down the aisles and buy all the things right but (laughs) now like I literally go in and I'm like oh my gosh why do people buy all of this stuff like Mm. nope I'm good Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. so but it is an active mindset that you have to have and like even clearing out our house on a regular basis like we have to actively like think about like are we using this do we need to get rid of this like do we need to keep this so it is more of a mindset shift, not mm-hmm. necessarily just like I woke up and was like, I want to be a minimalist today. <laughs> like, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, day in the life, like, honestly, we get rid of stuff pretty often. We have a basket beside our front door. So like anytime we know we're going to get rid of it, we put it there. Um, we do have a camper, so that's kind of like a buffer. It's like, can we use it in the camper? Totally. Like the, like, and okay, if this not, then it, like, camp <laughs> isn't <laughs> awesome anymore, but it would be fine for camping. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So I'm, it, we have this buffer now for that. Um, I feel like the kids have started to get into that mindset. Although one of my daughters I'm pretty sure is a hoarder because she wants to keep everything. <laughs> so <is> mine. <laughs> She's an organized hoarder. She likes to put oh, it in like not. color codes and buckets, <laughs> but like she likes her stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah. my goodness. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we don't shop a lot. We do like consumable stuff. So like, I like buying a lot of bougie stuff off Instagram, like wines and like Mm -hmm. all that different stuff. Right. But most of it is consumable. I try Mm -hmm. not to buy stuff. And if I do, I'm either replacing something or it like very much has a purpose. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. Do you have (laughs) rules? Like if, like if a pair of shoes comes in, a pair of shoes has to go out. Like, do you have any rules like that? We have the one in one out rule, same for toys. So, Um, we've tried the whole like no gift parties and of course like family it's it's hard yeah does not (laughs) adhere to that so we basically had to put this in place like okay you got new stuff but now what are we going to get rid of kind of thing Mm -hmm. so and I think they're realizing more and more like the more we talk about living in an RV they're like yeah we won't have space for that or Mm -hmm. it's going to be too much stuff so uh yeah we have the one in one out rule definitely um do you donate this stuff typically we do we do but I also have this weird thing around that because I'm like I'm donating it so that someone else it can, can contribute to someone else's put it, butter. yeah yeah I get it so then I almost have this like oh should I donate it but then if I get rid of it it just goes to a landfill so it's mm-hmm. this whole like dilemma inside <laughs> totally totally it's like my husband like he's a big recycler and so if we have toys that we're it's broken so we're not going to donate it whatever but then it ends up sitting there because he's convinced that at some point he will unscrew all the tiny screws and he'll separate (laughs) the plastic from the metal and it just sits there for a really long time it's like okay we have we have to deal with it now but mine does the same thing he's like oh well maybe I could use parts of this for a project or (laughs) this that's why I said it's really hard for him like the garage yeah I don't even look at it I'm like that's that's your zone not mine (laughs) Well, it's funny. We, we lost something yesterday. And, uh, so I wasn't home. I was, I was out. Um, and (laughs) I'm getting these texts because they're looking everywhere. And my husband's like, how did I not know that the top drawer of this buffet was a junk drawer? And it used to be like in our bedroom, we moved it out to sort of be more of this like buffet thing. And um, I said, that has been my drunk junk drawer for 25 or no, like 15 right. years. <laughs> I haven't been here 25 years, 15 years. And you just leave that alone. <laughs> like, yeah, it don't touch like, it. <laughs> it is just mine and you don't touch it. It's been like that since it was in the bedroom. It moved that way. Yep. Like you just don't touch it. So yep. that's, that's my domain. So that's like your husband's garage. The rest yeah. of the house is fairly <laughs> tidy. I mean, our bedroom needs some work. I need to yeah. purge some clothes, but oh man. Okay. So what, and does- that's again, that's the mindset of it, right? Like yeah. you can do it, but stuff just keeps coming in. So like you have to yeah. constantly be thinking about like, do I actually use this? Do I need this? So yeah. Will this fit again? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what does Christmas look like in your house? Sorry. I'm just really yeah. curious. No, for sure. Um, so we have kind of switched more to the like going on a trip of some Mm, kind for Christmas mm -hmm. um now again with family it's still really difficult right we try to push that and say like hey we like they first off they don't need anything like they have lots of stuff and it's not Mm -hmm. like I don't ever let them get toys or anything like that but we're just way more intentional with it um so the family side again is really difficult because they're like I want to buy stuff for them and I'm like Mm. they they don't need anything yeah (laughs) Um, so I was actually really proud of the girls this past Christmas. They had gotten probably four gifts each that like they knew they weren't going to use. And they were kind of like, not, they were not as interested in it. And they're like, mom, can we just donate this? And like, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do think a lot of that is starting to like 
integrate with them. But yeah, we try to do a trip and like go to, mm-hmm. so we're in Ohio. So obviously it's ridiculously cold for like six months, but, um, <laughs> we try to go like one of those wa- indoor water parks or like somewhere for a weekend and kind of nice. do a trip that way. We still get a few gifts for Christmas. Cause mm-hmm. I do want them to still have that, but I always have this internal struggle of like, how much do we buy? I don't want to buy a ton, but I want them to like have gifts right. to open. So it's kind of a balanced thing for sure. <laughs> totally. Totally. We also include like, like we do new Christmas pajamas or like they wear Christmas pajamas year round, but like we do new yeah. pajamas at Christmas yep. and like my daughter would survive on books if she could. So, you know, like, I don't feel my, so bad yep. about things. My like one that. daughter literally reads at parties. She's yeah. read like the whole Harry Potter, like all <laughs> yeah. the things. So I don't feel bad about buying books at all. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. I yeah. love it. Okay. So what does business minimalism look like. So I, I work full time. I have a job and then I work mom camp. I build mom camp on the side. Right. And so I'm a solopreneur. Um, but what does that business minimalism look like? Yeah. So for me, I think that there's a lot going on and especially the online industry of like, Mm -hmm. try this strategy and here's the strategy. And they're like, they're just throwing strategies at you for like, all the different things, mm-hmm. social media, business, everything. So it's a business first, in itself. Absolutely. It really is. And it, that's kind of the first thing is like, we really have to scale back the number of things we're trying to do. Um, I almost burnt my business down numerous times because I was like, yeah, let me do a mm-hmm. little bit of everything. And I do this full time and that's still extremely overwhelming. So from a strategy perspective, I try to help my clients to really streamline and like do less on that side of mm-hmm. things. But also from like technology and tools and software and apps and that kind of thing. I just, I think I see so many solopreneurs trying to get all of it because someone somewhere has told them they needed it. And a lot of times they are paying for stuff they're not using. They're paying for stuff that like is too big for them for the stage of business they're Mm -hmm. in. Um, so just that system side of things. And then expenses is another place. Like where can we cut out expenses? But it really is just going in and looking at the business holistically and saying like, okay, what has worked in the past? Mm -hmm. How can we scale that and then say no to everything else and Mm -hmm. just be more intentional with that side of things? Totally. I, um, so for the listeners that are entrepreneurs, this might be a little more interesting than the people that are not, but I just, (laughs) um, but, um, I was using a platform called Kajabi. I'm sure you're familiar with Kajabi. Uh, And for those that don't know, it's where you can run programs. It's how I sold, uh, like how I processed camp registrations, that type of thing. Um, But it's horrendously expensive. I got a wicked deal on it the first year I used it. And then it was like, uh, I'm not, and I was finding that I wasn't having a ton of success with programs. So I was like, if I'm not even running programs, then this isn't the platform for me. Right. And it took me two years to figure out what to do instead. That last year we did a whole bunch of research. We compared, cause it also did my email. So we compared email systems, we compared registration systems. And then we were like, okay, well actually it's only a little bit more than when you put all those together. Yes. Okay. Let's just keep it. Cause it's already there and it's a ton of work. Yep. Well then this year I was like, no, I'm out. Like I'm going <laughs> to figure this out. And so I managed to find a couple solutions where I have, I just go straight through the payment system, managed to build a checkout in there. And then I have an email system and they enter like they integrate Yeah. Yep. and that's all I'm using now. And then yep. I use my website. Yep. 
Like, no, that makes no. a ton of sense. I'm a Kartra fan. So Kartra and Kajabi are kind of on the same yeah, level totally. as far as what they do. Um, and you, one, you have to do what works for the stage of business that you're mm-hmm. in. So if you don't have like a massive email list and you're not doing right. programs and like all that stuff, you don't really need these platforms. But no. the problem is I see so many people jumping into them because they're like, I will eventually. And I'm like, that's great. But like, it's expensive compared mm-hmm. to starting here and growing that and then moving into it later. So, well, and what I found, cause like the one program that I really wanted to keep was my priority mom. It's a free series, three video series, but Kajabi made it really easy. Cause then yeah. it sort of laid it out like three lessons. Right. Yep. And it was very user-friendly. So I had to figure out, I've now built it on my own website. I found some plugins and I made it work on my website yep. and it's free. And it just, you know, it's, it works. So, but I had to figure that out and not everybody can do that. Right. Like I know enough about WordPress and enough about my website that I could make it work. (laughs) Um, but not everybody can. And that was the only one really, the rest of it was just like all of the emails I've created over the years. And, you know, like all of the tools and resources, the free downloads, I had to find homes for those on my website and have setups. And speaking of like, (laughs) I had started, the first thing I started with was HubSpot Okay, and it was free. And then I swear I'm going to get past this, like all this tech talk in a minute, everybody, I'm sorry. Uh, But, and then I found it's way more like Kajabi uses HubSpot for their email management. They don't even use themselves. They're so big that they now use HubSpot. So I was like, I'm one person with, you know, a certain size mailing list, whatever. And I was like, there's no way I just don't need this. So then I found a different provider and HubSpot was free to a certain point, but then, so I'm paying a little bit, but I totally get like simplifying and streamlining because, and there, there doesn't seem to be that one person perfect system that there is not right that there actually is, is a business not. in itself like <laughs> it, yeah I mean if somebody can come up with that like they will make bajillion dollars but yeah. also to that same point you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket totally then if it breaks or goes down like it could affect your whole business so um yeah I really I use Kartra for all things online marketing we use 17 hats for our CRM because it's like proposals contracts oh. and payments as far as oh, like okay. the one-on-one one. consulting cool. goes and then the other side is Asana for all things mm. task management mm-hmm. and team management and stuff so we've kind of found that those three work really really well and while they don't like fully integrate, I feel like they're kind of their own pods and it's still pretty simple and easy nice. to use. Yeah. And those are pretty yeah. separate. Like those can be pretty separate areas of work too. So it's not like they yeah. have yep. to integrate. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. That's sorry. I just find that fascinating and especially just no, you're having gonna- <laughs> gone through it, right? Like it was just, yeah. I, and it took basically our Christmas break. I, you know, I had the week off in between Christmas and New Year's and I was just like on the laptop, yep. like trying to rebuild well, things. Well, and but... again, I think, again, minimalism is just simplifying so mm-hmm. that you're actually able to create this like lifestyle and business by design versus mm-hmm. like trying to do everything at all at one time. Like it's just, it, there's yeah. so much going on. So less mm-hmm. is less is more. <laughs> well, and same with, I bet, going to minimalism and then, um, for both business and home, but I know for home, like it does actually take work. Yeah. Right. Like it took me a long time to switch over my business. You know, if we were to go into 
a full home purge, it would take a lot of work. So I think that's probably a barrier for some people. So how would you suggest they get started? Like just like yeah. one thing at a time, one room at a yeah, time? Yeah, you really, you really have to just start one room at a time, honestly. And even within that room, like picking a specific area, like a junk drawer, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you start with something really, really small business or life, it starts to gain momentum because you're like, oh, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to the next one. But also realize is that it did not get that way overnight. So it's not going to change Mm. overnight, right? Mm -hmm. Like this Mm -hmm. is a lifetime of stuff in your house or however long you've been in business. So I really think that tackling one piece at a time and just getting that little bit of momentum is going to help tremendously. Totally. And then both for business and for home, how do you feel about outsourcing? Do you recommend outsourcing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think in business, it has to make sense financially for you to start outsourcing Mm -hmm. and you have to have systems in place. Uh, I've talked with a lot of people that didn't have systems in place ahead of outsourcing and it makes it so much harder. Mm -hmm. Um, You've really got to have those checklists. You've got to have training in place. Like there has to be something in place to outsource. Mm -hmm. Um, And almost the same goes for home. Like you've got to at least have like, So I have somebody that comes in and cleans the house every other week. Mm -hmm. And like, I had to go through a process with her of like where we put stuff and how Mm -hmm. we do things and where things go. So like, there has to be some sort of system in place for both. That's a very good point. My, um, so uh, last Christmas and thankfully, very gratefully, she has kept it up. My mom gave us some house cleaning, um, every three weeks we have somebody come in. Yeah. And this love, this woman is lovely, but she, we have never talked about systems in our life Yeah, (laughs) and she finds little things like just like a lip balm here and a magnet here and you know, whatever. And then she'll find whatever she can. Like it might be a small bag. It might be like, she'll just find some, and then she'll just put everything in that little bag. (laughs) So then we won't notice because right. everything like it looks good. Okay, whatever. And then we'll come across like these bags of just little things and we have yeah. no idea what's inside <laughs> them. And we're like, it's just like, oh, or like little boxes or she had, there yeah. was a jar on the, on the, the kids had like those save spend. Um, oh, yeah. What was it? Save. There were three of the gift jars. And um, there was one of them just left on the shelf one day. And all of a sudden it had all these like little hair <laughs> ribbons and like all these things. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, that's not super helpful. So right. <laughs> like, maybe but you should just having, have like one tray. Yeah, that having that's some kind where of she system where she yeah. puts those things. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, I fully believe in outsourcing. I know as a mom of twins and a full-time business owner, like I'm not superwoman. Like I can right. be superwoman a lot of the times, but like I can't do it all. Um, So I really do believe in like, especially stuff I don't want to do, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't want to clean the house. I don't want to do laundry. If I can outsource that and it makes sense for me to work and make money while she's doing that, like yeah. I'm, I'm in a hundred percent. So, um, I definitely believe in it, but I, I think that there does have to be some checklists and systems in place to make it work efficiently. <laughs> Talking about Superwoman, did you see like just this week, it's all over social media that Marie Kondo said she's finally had to let go because she's got three kids and she can't do what oh. she does. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, but that's hilarious, right? Like, I know. Because, or, it is. It's so difficult to like keep so much of this stuff up. I mean, honestly, I live in a sauna, like for home right. and business, not just for business. Oh, okay. Like 
I have all my home stuff in there too, because I've got to sign kids up for registration for stuff and buy yeah. Valentine's for Valentine's parties and buy things for Girl Scouts. Like all of these, like, there's no way I would be able to keep that all in my head and actually keep it straight and get stuff done when it's yeah. supposed to be done. <laughs> totally. Totally. It made me feel so good. Cause I remember watching some of those episodes and I was like, this woman like I, I don't remember right. if she had like one kid at the time of filming or if she yeah. had any but I was like she doesn't know like there's right. no way this, this is isn't happening. real life like, like what is this <laughs> well I've, I've said that before I'm like I'm the Marie, Marie Kondo for business owners right. and like I do Which a lot of sense. that it's stuff, a well-known but, term yeah. right totally yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. just so funny I was like oh so she has three children now she understands she's like ah like, oh, this isn't the same as when I had none <laughs> Yeah, so I love funny. it. So funny. Okay, I have some questions that I ask all of my yeah. guests, and I'd love to know your insights into it. So the first one is, how do you define balance for yourself and for your family? Yeah, um, and this is always a tough one. I think that it exists, but it's completely different in different seasons of life and different mm. seasons of business and, and just different seasons in general, right? So I think that balance can exist, but it's going to look very different across the board. So like for us, the, the hot, and I'm sure for everybody, right? Like the holiday season mm. is very hectic and crazy mm -hmm. and there's a lot going on. So that balance is going to look way different than if we are now in winter time at the beginning of the year, don't have a ton going on. That balance is going to look different too. So I really think it is. You've got to balance if, if you have a business, the business and the personal side, but even just the personal side, the like stuff you have to do and self-care and like mm -hmm. actually taking care of yourself and, and those things. But I do think it looks very, very different. I mean, even month to month with what you have yeah, going on. Absolutely. Okay. You mentioned self-care. So you make yeah. time for self-care. <laughs> what does self-care look like for I you? Do. What is your favorite I way do. to take care of you? Oh, I only pick one. <laughs> oh, no, like so all of you. You I, can tell me all of the ways. Yeah. <laughs> I do a monthly massage almost mm. always, um, unless it's, you know, one of those crazy seasons, right? So I try to do at least a monthly massage. Um, I, we have a salt cave here, which Ooh, is really fun. cool. So you go in and like sit in the salt cave for like an hour and I always fall asleep. Do you uh, feel so good? Like, like, is that good? Because we have one locally yeah. and I've always been curious. Yeah. So it's like, it like clears out your sinuses mm. by like absorbing the salt all the time, which is great. Um, and it's just really relaxing. So do you lie down in it? Like, is there like, um, a, like are they so lounge they, chairs or? Yeah. They're like little lounge chairs that you can just like lay back and they, they'll give you like a warm blanket and like all the mm. things. So it's, it's pretty cool. Maybe I'll give um, it a try. I tried the float spa. Not <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I was... it sort of feel like floating. Yeah. 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 It is. I, I didn't love the float spa. Did so you I have the pods that enclosed with... you? Yeah. And that was ah, not my favorite. <laughs> no, I haven't tried one of those, but there's a place here in Vancouver that ha it's a float spa, but it's not the pods. You get okay. your own little room and each okay. little room, like you have this beautiful shower that you shower first, and then you yeah. just step into this room that okay. is like probably five foot by eight foot maybe. Yeah. Right. But it's, and it's just a little pool. 
like that's it's awesome. and then so you have a ceiling above you you don't feel like you're in this yeah like, and coffin. I think that's I'm like super claustrophobic and mm-hmm. it was big like I was still able to like move but I just right. didn't love being like closed in so no I wouldn't love that either <laughs> we, that's we why I haven't tried that, that one off yeah. the list but I mean I've done lots of stuff I mean I do like hair and nails pretty often not every month but I do that um I've done like a foot detox before so mm. I definitely the massage is the one that's pretty consistent across the board but I absolutely make time for self-care and because I'm self-employed I like scheduling it during the middle of the week because then it's way less busy (laughs) totally totally and do you do things to like move your body like walks hikes like that type Uh, of thing too not a ton in the winter because again Mm -hmm. I live in Ohio so um but when we're camping and stuff we definitely do a lot of the walking and hiking and hanging out and just being outside because we've been deprived of sunshine for six months in the winter <laughs> do you camp in winter it's totally a personal question this side we don't typically um just because like you'd have to do it with no water and like mm. I'm, I'm a glamper like I need yeah. like a camper and a shower and all the things so typically okay. no <laughs> got it got it totally awesome okay what is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think that planning is crucial, but you have to just go with the flow. Like you can plan a lot, but stuff just comes up and you have to be flexible. And I think for me being an event planner and an organizer, when I had babies, I was like, I've got this, I have checklists (laughs) and systems and people, like I have all the things And then I had twins. So Mm. all of that was just like out the window and we're like, we're just going to keep surviving here. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I totally get it. Awesome. So how can listeners connect with you? Like if they wanted to, you said you do most things remotely so people can work with you from anywhere. Yeah. I have clients all over the world. Actually, I have some students overseas. Um, We have some different programs that we run, but if you just go to bcohq.co, that's kind of our hub for everything that we do. Um, And then from a personal standpoint on Instagram, brittanyandco.consulting, I post business stuff there also, but obviously I talk more about the kids and camping and all of that good stuff. So Amazing. Okay. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes. This, I just find everything you do fascinating and super inspiring. That makes me want to go like, well, first of all, deal with that pile that's in my bedroom. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it definitely, it gives me a lot to think about and I'm sure it's uh, giving people a lot to think about as well. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.